0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Pittsburgh Sports Memories. As usual, I'm your co-host Steve Wirt, and I'm with Tim Hammon. Alrighty, and on today's episode, we're going to be reviewing the 2004 draft. remember where you were in 2004
1: tim yeah i do i was i was uh i was about 3 or 4 weeks away from getting married so i remember that that spring very well ah well i guess it would be memorable i don't remember i remember
0: 2005 more than 2004 but i don't know i was working and i'd been married how long had i been married 3 years 3 years 4 years 2001 3 3 yeah. yeah 3 yeah and so I was a couple of years ahead of you there, but, um, so what was happening besides me and Tim's personal life, <laughs> <laughs> um, the Steelers were, uh, gonna select a, uh, draft pick. And, um, as we know, and we've seen over the years, sometimes these draft picks can be like tricky things and, you know, sometimes they work out like, you know, this one did. And sometimes you get Gabe Rivera or, uh, I'm trying to think of another, who's another Jermaine Stevens, another, another bust. But um, but sometimes you get a James Connor or you know, fingers crossed, maybe Kenny Pickett, right? I don't know, I don't know, you know, Cam Hayward. There's another good draft pick. So this is actually very influential. It involves a lot more pieces than just the Steelers, and it would uh, affect the fortunes of three different players and actually probably three or four different franchises for the next decade, I would guess to say. So um, so setting up some background, how did we get here in 2004? Um, so 2003, as we always do, we got to look back at least one season. The Steelers had a 6-10 season. And believe it or not, as of, what is it, 2022, this is the last losing season to date. Can you believe that, Tim? It's the last yeah. time they've had a losing record. Hard to believe. So that's through two coaches. They have not had a losing record under Cower since then. And although Cower would only be like, what, a coach for three more seasons after that, but still. And, of course, Mike Tomlin, who's been there for a while now. (laughs) Um, so what was going on? The, Q- the QBs that they had on the roster that season were uh, Tommy Maddox, Charlie Batch, and Brian St. Pierre, the immortal Brian St. Pierre. <sighs> so, uh, the running backs were Jerome Bettis and Amos Zaraway. Um, that team, even with a 6-10 and record, did have three pro, pro bowlers. Alan Fanica, Heinz Ward, and Casey Hampton, who I think Casey Hampton is one of the more underrated players, at least outside of Pittsburgh. Like people, you know, worship like that one guy. Um, is it Vince Wilfork? I think he's way better than Vince Wilfork ever was, but hey, that's just me. Um the defense did have Jason Gilden, but that was his last season with the team. Um that team did not win back to back games all year. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Maddox threw 18 touchdowns, but um, that's the good news. Uh, The bad news was that he threw 17 interceptions, and I didn't even include – he had probably had a fair amount of fumbles, I would imagine. So he had kind of been like, you know, I think we said before, Tommy turnover there a little bit. Um, Bettis, um, he only played in 10 games. And he only had 800 yards rushing, so that averages out to, what, 80 yards a game. So that's really very ineffective at best. Um, The bigger part was the defense was middle of the pack at 15th. They're 15th rank, so a very mediocre defense. And the offense was towards the bottom of the middle at 19th. So, I mean, the defense really wasn't all that great. I remember the defense not being clutch, too. Like, they gave up a lot of, like, late – game like scores and stuff like they just they just couldn't make a play when they needed to
1: well that kind of carried over from the previous so i not to go back two seasons but yeah you know we we did an episode way back when i think it was our very first episode on on the 2002 the tommy maddox season where where cordell kind of got himself benched and tommy maddox's journeyman quarterback came out of nowhere and he started you know, heaving touchdowns and, and throwing for 400 yards a game, and and then, and then and all of a sudden the Steelers are scoring 30 points a game, but the defense stunk. That in 2002 they they couldn't stop the pass and they were giving up. They were getting gouged like crazy. And in 2003 it's like they they weren't necessarily getting gouged like they were in 2002. They kind of leveled off to like being like you said, kind of like mediocre. <laughs> like they they it wasn't their Complete Achilles' heel, but they stung. Like they weren't good. They could they certainly couldn't, you know, do it. They certainly couldn't win them games. And and when you didn't have Maddox throwing for these huge amounts of yardage and throwing interceptions, all of a sudden, you know, now you had no real path to victory. Yeah, and two. Remember that was Paulo Malo's rookie year,
0: I believe. And he, yeah. I, I didn't look up how many games he played, but they still had like the Brent Alexanders of the world playing, and he really was not even, I mean, he was, I, I mean, he was kind of mediocre on a good day. And I think that was part of the playmaking is like they had Farrier, they had Hampton. I mean, they still had Joey Porter, but they just didn't have that other, they needed Paul Molo. It just shows how good Paul Molo really was. Cause um, yeah, the next season their I think their defense jumped up the first in the league. So Right. And that was his rookie year, so his safety sometimes you know, young player, especially at that position, takes a minute to figure it out. So we're gonna go over some stuff that happened in this draft. So at all all of that to say that's how the Steelers ended up in the spring. Would that be the spring of two thousand four, correct? Yes. Yeah. So that they end up with the eleventh pick in the draft, and that's six and ten. So that's what it took to get the eleventh pick. And they that's I think that's I didn't look that up like I think that's their highest pick they've had in a while without trading up, I guess. I don't, I don't know where they, do you know where they picked Devin Bush? I don't remember. I, he was 10th. So, so, yeah, but they had
1: to trade up, to they had to trade him. up, right. Yeah. It was, it was, I mean, like you said, it was their last losing season. So definitely they haven't had a higher natural pick than that since then. And I think Cower, um trying to remember Cower's teams. I, I think he had, a uh, six and 10 team in 99. So when, when they, or maybe that was five and 11, I, I think when they drafted Plexico Burris, I think that was eighth. So that, that was probably the only coward team that drafted higher, but you're right. It was unusual for them to draft that high. And Steve, do you remember kind of the, some of the, like the series of events that, um, they kind of shook out for them to get that 11th pick. There were some things that happened at the end of the season. I remember uh, Chris Hope throwing a a touchdown that, and they lost. They lost
0: to Baltimore. Yes, in, in overtime. And that, I actually watched that game with you and Dave. I think. Yes. And, yeah. Uh, not Chris. Was it Chris Hope or no? It was Josh Miller.
1: It, it was Josh Miller throwing yeah, it to Chris so. Hope.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and yeah. like that was Baltimore went all out the beatnuts in a game that didn't matter, and they ended up like playing like really bad the next week. Right, so they I, I, so
1: Baltimore had clinched the division. So this was the last game of the season at Baltimore, and the Steelers are six and nine at this point. And uh, and like you said, Bal- yeah, Bal- Baltimore has a wild card game the next week against Tennessee, and there's questions about you know are they going to just rest all the starters? However, their running back Jamal Lewis had um, had close to two thousand yards, and he had a chance to break Eric Dickerson's record all time single season rushing record. So they were trying to get Jamal Lewis the rushing record. And it was a terrible game. It was 10 to 10 at the end of regulation. And and, and you were right, Steve. The only touchdown that Steelers had was Josh Miller, the punter, on a fake punt throwing an 81-yard touchdown pass to Chris Hope. And the Ravens uh, got the ball in overtime and kicked a 47-yard field goal to win. And and had the Steelers won that game, I mean, that was an overtime. So had the Steelers won that game in overtime, you know, they, they draft way lower than that. And, and I, you know, I don't know if you're going to talk about the other teams that wanted quarterbacks, but one of the other teams that wanted a quarterback would have ended up drafting in front of them. So that was an interesting series of events that happened there. And then there was another game that same day, the last game of the season, where Arizona shocked Minnesota on a last second touchdown. Yeah. yeah. Thrown by Josh McCown, ironically, who, you know, yeah. I think I don't think he's still playing, but he was still playing. (laughs) I think he retired last year, fifteen
0: minutes ago. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah. and uh, um, I remember that because that put Green Bay in the playoffs, didn't it? It did, and it it it. I think it dropped Arizona down to like the number three pick. I think they might have vaulted over the Chargers. So there was a whole bunch of stuff that happened. It kind of had to happen the right way for the Steelers to end up where they were, and and you never think about that at the time because hey. It's the 11th
0: pick. Yeah, it's the 11th pick, too. How often is, like, 11th pick, like, that influential of a right, pick? Right,
1: right. You know, yeah. like, if that season would have ended and and the Sears would have won that last game and people would have been like, oh, now they have the 15th pick instead of the 11th, we just would have shrugged and be like, okay, fine. But it turns out being, it, I mean, that it turns out being something that literally changes the franchise, losing that stupid game to Baltimore. So thanks, Ravens. <laughs> thanks, Brian Billick.
0: So, uh, where do we want to begin here? Um, I gotta just have some talks if we can go topics we can go over um, so the first one is like remember we did like that you know, what if, and we kind of got into that right there? like what if this sequence of events happens, and it's very like weird what happens, So what happens if Eli Manning and Philip Rivers don't get traded so in our alternate universe, we'll explore this so this is like. You know, or yeah, we'll start with that. So Eli Manning, he got traded from San Diego to the New York Giants. And Phillips Ray this is what really happened. Phillip Rivers traded from the Giants to San Diego. So like it's kind of a weird they're not allowed. So that's kind of like what set up us getting Ben. And that was a big, re- big thing because Eli Manning didn't want to go to San Diego because I guess he saw Drew Brees and Ryan Leaf, and the Chargers weren't like they became like a better organization after that. Even though now they're in LA, <laughs> but they they just like their ownership has always been like I think Spano still owns them, and he's always been kind of a little bit. Goofball. So there was talk that like Eli might go the way of John Elway and like just hold out like he did in 1983. Yeah. yeah. And so he's not going, he's like, I'm not playing for you. So what happened was the Chargers drafted Eli and they trade him to the Giants. And then the Giants drafted Philip Rivers. And this is how Ben ends up falling to the Steelers. And now, you know, it's funny if you watch that, like the NFL films has like a path to the draft. Like if you watch Lee Steinberg, like Ben's agent, he gets really pissed when that trade happens because they thought, you know, Ben would have been going. Now, Ernie Acorsi, who I think is lying, like because he if he admitted to draft to to just drafting Ryan Leaf to trade him to the chargers that would have been against league rules because you can't draft a player for another team. Mm. And so I guess I think that's why he always says, Oh, we're going to draft Roethlisberger Roethlisberger over Ryan leaf. So I, I don't know if that's true or not, but like, it's just funny. Lee Steinberg was obviously Ben's agent was getting mad because Ben not going at fourth in the draft obviously cost him like, how many millions of dollars in commissions when Ben only went eleventh because he got paid less money. So Lee Steinberg was definitely not upset because he, you know, liked Ben. It was because he just could see the dollar signs ticking away from himself. <laughs> but
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Ernie, of course, he was the general manager of the Giants. Yeah. And and it's 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 ironic because he was the general manager of the Colts whenever they drafted John Elway. So, um, he was, he was around for both of those incidents and this time he was on the other end of it. You know, he was on, instead of being on the team that the guy didn't want to play for, he was on the team that the guy did want to play for. And, and that's what you're right. He sticks to that story. He says, Hey, if the chargers weren't going to do a deal for that pick, we were just going to draft Roethlisberger because they did not want Philip rivers, uh, that's what won- he says. I don't know how true that was. Sure, or- sure. And we'll never, we'll never know that. Like, I mean, he can say whatever he wants at this point. But yeah. the story is that the Giants either wanted Manning or Roethlisberger. They so they weren't going to draft Rivers and just move on. They were going to draft Roethlisberger, and then Rivers would have fallen to who knows where at that point. So, um, yeah. but they did get a deal done, and I, I don't know. I mean that. Eli, that was a lot. His dad was involved in a lot of that, Archie. Well, well, yeah, if you watch those interviews, the interviews I read now, I
0: don't know if it was Eli just going back or what. He says it was all his decision and that his dad wasn't happy about it, that Archie wasn't happy about it. But Archie took the heat for him because he was like, oh, it's a 23 year old kid and he just wanted to take the heat for him. Now, I always thought. It wasn't the dumbest move in the world because I think, especially Archie, I could see him saying that. It's like, because Archie Manning probably would have, if Archie Manning plays for the Steelers and not the crap teams, like who'd he play for? New Orleans and then Houston when they weren't very good after they had been good. Like if he plays for like the Steelers or like the 49ers or like not the 49ers, the 70s, but who else? Dallas or somebody like that. Like he probably has a Super Bowl ring. So I, I could see, like, our, that's why I always thought it always kind of rung true to me that Archie Manning might have said something. Now, Eli Manning says that isn't true. I don't know why Eli Manning would have a reason to, you know, not be telling the truth there. Since And he said that after he was retired. And it was on, like, a Giants podcast. We'll have a link to it. So, I mean, there is a lot of kind of, like, he said, she said, or I guess there's no she's in this. So he said, he said. <laughs> Well, GM, I- yeah, GM and player said, I mean, it's just kind of weird that like Eli Manning, like it kind of makes you like, I don't know, sometimes I can see like, like how the Mannings can be unlikable. Like first Peyton Manning's like, I'm staying in school. Yeah, that's a big choice for you, Peyton, because like if you get hurt, you're going to make like millions of dollars selling cars in Nashville for the rest of your life. It's not or Knoxville or whatever. You're not going to be hurting for money it's like, meanwhile, all the other players that, you know, don't have that luxury. And then Eli pulls this, like how many other players could pull this? Like you always hear that complaint about the draft. Oh, what other business in the world where you don't get to choose where you work? Well, I don't know. Like, I don't think you can like, once you work at like one franchise restaurant, you can't, you know, pick the work at
1: another one. They just kind of tell you where to go. I mean, go- going back to your, going back to your, like, what if, I mean, what if RT Manning played for, he, he, not even the Cowboys. What if he played for like the Houston Oilers, like one of those teams that was when like, they were
0: good, yeah, like, yeah, the, yeah.
1: Like instead of um, who was it, Pastoretti, it was
0: him, right, yeah. right.
1: You know, like like maybe he doesn't win a Super Bowl, but maybe he he also doesn't have the experience of having his career wasted on a crap franchise, and that's what happened, RT Manning. His career, yeah. Jack Ham. If you if you ever listen to Jack Ham. He, he always says that he says Archie Manning was one of the best quarterbacks in the league, but he played for new Orleans, which was just, New Orleans went something like 20 their first 20 years without having a winning season, something like that. Yeah. Like literally. So they, they were like Pittsburgh pirates level bad and, and Archie Manning just wasted his whole career there. So having that experience, he doesn't want the same thing for his son. And that's what drives all this. And maybe if he doesn't have that experience, you know, then Eli goes to the, to the Chargers. Rogers. Yeah. You know, and maybe the Giants do draft Ben and, and going back to the Cardinals, I, I, I think that can't be overlooked either because that was a Hail Mary. That was, I mean, it wasn't really, it was basically a Hail it was Mary. Not, not a Hail Hail Mary. It wasn't no. like he
0: threw it from the 50. He was inside the 40 when he threw it. And it was definitely the corner of the end zone. He, and it wasn't like a floater either. It, he threw a, he threw a line
1: drive there. I mean, so so, what happened was the, the Vikings were winning. The Cardinals had one last play. Josh McCown is his pass in the side of the end zone, which wouldn't be a catch today because the guy had one foot, um, one foot up and one foot out of bounds. But back then the role was if you got pushed out of bounds. I that that's right. Foot. Yeah. Yeah. Now today that wouldn't matter today. That's yeah. not a catch back then. That was a catch. And that on the very last play of the game of the season beats the Vikings, which like you said, Steve knocks them out of the playoffs. But if that pass isn't complete, the Cardinals get the number one pick, and I, I, I don't know. Would they have drafted Eli Manning? I, I, I'm thinking they would have. I, they had Josh McCown. So they probably would have drafted Eli Manning. Well, yeah, the Cardinals end up with the third pick in the draft. Right. So the Chargers would have been two. They could have gotten Rivers, and then the Giants would have been fourth, and they could have gotten Ben. I mean, that's, I think that's probably what happens if that pass falls incomplete. Well, and, and
0: and the Raiders ended up being two in real life. And who did the Cardinals draft
1: with that third pick that year? Some he, receiver that wasn't uh, any good. I don't yeah. know whatever happened to him. He didn't
0: even win the Heisman.
1: I mean he no. wasn't even as good as uh Jason White, Jason White. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't even good at he that was no Jason White. Well It wasn't
0: even drafted in this draft.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if you if if you really want to follow the butterfly effect, Steve, I mean that pass being complete almost lost the Steelers the Super Bowl, because that, I mean literally, <laughs> right? I mean follow that all the way through. That pass being complete leads leads them to draft Larry Fitzgerald, which again almost beats. I mean the Steelers were thirty seconds away from losing that Super Bowl, really because of Larry Fitzgerald. So, yeah, I mean, man, so many, so many interesting like things that could have happened and went different ways. Another team that I, I I know we talked about the Cardinals. Why didn't the
0: Browns draft him? Like I looked at this too. Like the Browns end up drafting Kellen Winslow, and I realized like Butch Davis, the Miami thing, that was his guy in college. But like they, here was their quarterbacks. I looked up who were their quarterbacks. Call it Kelly Holcomb, who was like maybe mediocre. He was like Tommy Maddox at best. Uh, Tim Couch, who was a complete bust. Nate Heibel and Josh Booty. Have you ever heard of either of those? Never. So two, like, obviously just, you know, throwaway guy, Not throw, but just backups at best. And one bust and one guy that probably is just going to be a backup. And they, they literally drafted Kellen Winslow, who I think he made a couple of Pro Bowls here and there, but, like, if they would have had, like, Ben, they who knows what would have happened there. Or maybe the Archie Manning. He pulls an Archie Manning and just wastes his career in Cleveland. But And I think Ben wanted to go to – because, I mean, he's from Ohio. Right. I mean, Finley, I don't – that's kind of up north, right? Yeah, so he might have – you know, he might have liked Cleveland. And he has more wins in Cleveland than most of the quarterbacks since 2004. So – so go figure. Um, like we said, what, what wait, wait, I...
1: wait, hang on. I, I just wanted to answer your question of why the, the Browns didn't draft Ben. Um, there's a very good reason, actually. Uh, it's because they're the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> I had a feeling like that was going to yeah, be the answer. That's, that's I mean, that's it, the reason. So, yeah. And, and, and Kellen Winslow, I've I've I, somewhere he along wasn't the way a bad
0: he wasn't a, a bad player, but I don't know. Like, let me look at his pick again. That he would have. That year, he was the sixth pick in the draft. Like, I'm talking about another team that missed out was Detroit. Roy Williams? Come on.
1: Roy Williams over Ben? Like, who was Detroit's quarterback that year? Joey Harrington? or Yeah, but they had just drafted him like two years ago. I mean, I I think Cleveland was more egregious because I I guess they were still trying to bank on Tim Couch because that was their – franchise yeah, but Paltz, that
0: was four years in five that's years what in. that's what I mean, i'm saying if he that's hasn't right.
1: done it by now you know but Joey harrington i can understand because i think they drafted him two years earlier and you're you're you know that's that's you know two years later is hard to justify another first round pick but the browns just and kellen and winslow what a him and his dad both i can't stand and and you know he just he was so um he had all this controversies he's like he did. He was doing motorcycle stunts. I remember, he got hurt. That's.
0: I think that's how he ended his career. Right? Yeah,
1: he, yeah. He 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 refer he um got in trouble because he referred to himself as a soldier. People got really offended by that. Um. He had to like apologize for that. Uh, you know, and and so just all that kind of stuff. He, he just, you know, his his dad wouldn't didn't want him to uh, go to college if if there was a white coach. I mean, stuff like that was just you just. You know, it, it it he and the Browns deserve each other, and and again, that's why the Browns are and have been the Browns. And, and man, I I won't even get into how much I I really hope they they fail with this Deshaun Watson thing. But but that's why they didn't draft Ben because they're the Browns, and they they just when the time comes to make the right decision, they pretty pretty good chance they will not do it. Uh well, as much as we love ripping on Cleveland, I guess we'll have to. Move
0: on a little bit. So, and if things would have like stayed the way they were, let's, like we said, Eli Manning goes to San Diego, right? So, Eli Manning decides, okay, I'm going to just play for San Diego. They're the team that drafted me. I'm okay with that. I like the weather out here. I got with and Tomlinson to hand the ball off to. I got Antonio Gates. Maybe things won't be so bad, right? So, the Giants would have drafted Ben, according to Ernie Accorzy. So, we'll take him as his word, right? So, do the Phil does Philip Rivers get drafted by the Steelers?
1: Oh, that's a great question. I mean, <laughs> the, the, so that so at the time, the reason that everybody, not everybody, the reason that people think that is because he went to NC State and Bill Cowher is an NC State guy. But right? he
0: built as we, well. I guess we're jumping ahead. Remember, <laughs> Bill Cowher wanted. Somebody else. He well, wanted Sean
1: Andrews. Right, right. So, and Rudy so, had
0: to step in. Yeah.
1: So yeah, I'm sure you'll get to that. But I think yeah. the I think the thought process there is, okay, if they were going to draft a quarterback, and and Rivers is the guy, you know, again, Cower has that NC State connection. I don't. Again, nobody really knows what their draft board looked like and who they had ranked where. So. You know, maybe they had Rivers above Ben, like everybody else did. This would be great if we could have got a, what's the name? The guy,
0: Kevin Colbert, who just retired. I wonder, I mean, now that he's retired, he is, you know, maybe talk about this honestly. Like, would you have, because, yeah, Colbert was in charge. Yeah, he was right. the, would you have honestly drafted Philip Rivers if he was available? You know, because, I mean, Cower wanted Sean Andrews. We'll get into that. I mean, how many – so, once again, the fall is – so, Ben's now in New York. How many Super Bowls does Ben win in New York, and does he fit in with Tom Coughlin, like the colonel up there?
1: I'm not I'm not yeah. sure how that works out for Ben and Tom Coughlin. That's a. That's another great question because Tom Coughlin was a very different kind of coach. <laughs> does, does also, does Tom Coughlin, like Ben – Improvise because that's really what made Ben yeah great, especially has, first- I
0: mean do they try and coach that out of them yeah right
1: right yeah those that's a very good what if too um, and then the Chargers my goodness like what happens to the Chargers well that's what I said is does Eli just languish
0: away in San Diego like his dad did in New Orleans but like I said he had Ladainian Tomlinson and Gates I mean so like they had two pretty good offensive players. And you know, they ended up hit, having a pretty good team. I do they get a, do they at least win one Super Bowl there somewhere along the way?
1: Yeah. So. Good good question. A really uh, good question. You know, I don't I know. Mean, I What what if you really want to go what if Steve, what if San Diego just doesn't draft a quarterback and sticks with this guy they have named Drew Brees? Yeah, who becomes the yeah. NFL's all time passing leader. I mean, what yeah. if they do that? What if they draft Fitzgerald, right? Or or somebody else, right? What if they draft Larry Fitzgerald? Now you have Drew Brees throwing to Larry Fitzgerald for the next ten years.
0: Who is the second pick? Robert Gallery, who ended up. He was like he was a bust, uh,
1: but he was. He he was was a a
0: mini. I would say he was a mini bust because once he moved the guard from tackle, he was really good. He made the Pro Bowl guard. So like once again, I think that's just like he's kind of the Devin Bush situation. Like if Devin Bush wasn't or not to and the other guy more Terrell Edmonds. Like if Terrell Edmonds isn't drafting the first round, I'd be like, Oh, okay. He's a third round pick. Okay. Same thing with Robert gallery. If he's a little later down the board, I think people don't, you know, if he's where Sean Andrews, the guy, Bill Cowher, like everybody's like, ah, oh, okay. You know, and that that's like Bill Cowher. Like that's who he wanted to draft was Sean Andrews, who was a all American tackle from Arkansas. And he ended up, when the Steelers took Ben with the 11th pick, and thank God we did, um, he he was drafted 16th overall by Philly. And Philadelphia had a six-year career, made two Pro Bowls, and the Philadelphia Eagles put him on their 75th anniversary team. So, I mean, let's say Bill Cowher does get his way. Dan Rooney decides not to interject, and they take, Sean Andrews. I mean, someone else is going to get. So that means Ben Lee Steinberg's really pissed off now. <laughs> He's really see, seen the dollar signs go out the window. I mean, I I think I looked at the draft. I didn't look. I mean, I, my, I know where he goes. Next team goes. is the Jets and would who picked Jonathan Vilma.
1: No, not uh, the Jets because they had they had drafted Pennington. The next the team that drafts him is the Bills. Because the Bills did draft a quarterback, not not a thir- JP so. JP
0: Lossman, yeah, right.
1: So so yeah. the Bills the so the Jets had the number twelve pick. The Bills had the number thirteen pick. The Bills didn't draft a quarterback there because Lossman was too high. But they also they had two picks, so they drafted Lossman later in the first round. Yeah. So if Ben falls to thirteen, I mean, if Buffalo's taking a quarterback in the first round, that that's who that's where Ben goes. He goes to Buffalo.
0: Oof. I
1: think that's guaranteed. And and again.
0: If well, maybe maybe they had a pretty good team that one year in two thousand four the next year, yeah, when we beat them with our backups.
1: Yeah, they still had Bledsoe. Yeah. They still had yeah. Bledsoe. Yeah, but Bledsoe was at the end of his career at that point. I think that they yeah, you know, Ben doesn't come in and start for them. He wasn't gonna start for us either, which I'm sure you'll probably get to. But you know, he 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 um that's where he goes. He goes to Buffalo. And if we win that overtime overtime coin toss and we kick a field goal to beat baltimore in that last game of the season then we're behind buffalo because buffalo buffalo finished six and ten same record record as us
0: us, so i don't know how they settle that there's probably some sort
1: of tiebreakers or (laughs) they go to the old trusty coin flip tiebreaker but if we finish seven and nine then we're definitely behind them like there's no coin flip at that point yeah and so then the bills end up with roethlisberger I, 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 I mean, I don't see any other way around that. Like, like, Brothersberger definitely goes to Buffalo at that point. If they were going to draft A.P. Lossman, who was a, who was a, a reek, as it were, yeah, yeah. then they would, they were going to draft Ben. They wanted a quarterback. So that's where he goes. If we, either we win that game against Baltimore or if the Steelers take Andrews. And Andrews was a, a, a really decent offensive lineman. Like, to your point, two Pro Bowls and 75th anniversary. And he was a very good offensive lineman. But,
0: Son Not Andrews a quarterback. Doesn't win
1: you, yeah. doesn't win you two Super Bowls. Sorry. <laughs> no, no. It, yeah, and I tell you what else is.
0: I doubt the Steelers in 2004 go 15 and one with that. I mean that team was pretty good, but they probably like maybe they have another slack off six and ten year. Maybe it just doesn't come together, like you know. And so even if let's say they have an eight and eight, like they improve the defense is so good they win like two or three more games. That I don't know where that would have put them in the draft, but I bet the next year, guess who fell to number like twenty-four or twenty-first in the
1: draft. Oh yeah, Aaron Rodgers.
0: So yeah. Aaron Rodgers on the you know.
1: Wow. So they yeah.
0: <laughs> so the ultimate ripple effect, Aaron Rodgers is now a Pittsburgh Steeler, and they definitely win a Super Bowl with that guy. And that team, yeah, they're winning the Super Bowl.
1: Well, that, that 2014, yeah. I don't think would have finished eight and eight, because remember what happens, you know, the Steelers, well, they would two. have been fresh out of
0: quarterbacks. They I would have know. Been Who would have been playing? Yeah. <laughs> Brian. Well, they won,
1: they beat Buffalo with Brian St. Pierre. So, but again, that, that <laughs> week, week two onward, you know, and I, I can't remember when Maddox came back, but for the, for the first four or five weeks after that, it, it would have been Brian St. Pierre. So. That would have been no. They would not have finished eight and eight. I think they would have been six and ten, or or four and twelve, or something. Not and with that defense.
0: If that defense plays even
1: half as well, okay, I mean, yeah. okay, that's that's fair. Yeah. But 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 like you said, definitely somewhere, you know, somewhere near that number eleven spot again the next year. And then, like you said, Aaron Rodgers falls. So, boy, that's that's an interesting. Um, <laughs> thing to think about like how the how the history would have played out differently and then you would have had buffalo as a as a contender during that era because they would have had a yeah. quarterback yeah yeah instead of being
0: absolutely horrible for years right. and years and they had they have eric molds and they had that running back that was pretty decent too so yeah thank god everything that all didn't happen huh so getting back to reality instead of alternate reality. Uh uh let's look at the uh, I, I just wanted to do the stats of the three quarterbacks, who who wore it best, I guess, or who had the best career, I guess, would be more well Ch-N-R, inner Joan Rivers or I don't know, Steve Sable at this point. Um so I'll just a uh, quick quarter a uh, quick uh, stats comparison. Phillip Rivers and Philip Rivers is a decent person, by the way. I didn't get, I didn't really go over that. We kind of skipped over that, but like, I just wanted to say that. Like, I know we like, yeah, sometimes like, oh, Philip Rivers won the Super Bowl or this and that. He's like, really, he's like a devout Catholic. He's a good person. I know he has like twenty million kids. So like, maybe like, just to go back, if Philip Rivers does end up on the Steelers, he probably we don't have all the scandals like that we had when we had. That Ben had it early in his career. Like, Philip Rivers isn't riding his motorcycle in wrecking. He isn't getting accused of all this off the field stuff. Philip Rivers is like going to church and raising his, you know, gaggle of children. So, yeah. <laughs> good for him. He's a genuine, he genuinely seems like a devout person and a, a very
1: well, you know, whatever you want to say. So, Yeah, I I agree. It's annoying that he is like him and Andy Dalton. Both Those are two guys I always wanted to hate. And they're both actually like really decent human beings. So hard hard to hate them. Uh, But, uh, you know, I I think I think Rivers, the only thing that the only thing that um, used to really annoy me about him was he would he would just kind of chirp a lot. He does. He does talk like if you see him mocked. Mike mocked,
0: mic'd up. He like really like talks some trash. It's not like I don't I don't hear him swear very much, but he just like, oh yeah, we did that or we we got you on that post pattern. It's it's like not even like anything too personal, just weird stuff. I don't know. But on the Philip Rivers stats, uh, enough about his personal life. Uh, Philip Rivers uh, touchdowns he had four hundred twenty one in his career with two hundred nine interceptions. Now he did have 29 comebacks and 35 game-winning drives, so that's Philip Rivers in San Diego with some San Diego teams that probably weren't that great, quite honestly. Uh, Eli Manning, uh, not as many touchdowns, 366, and he did have 244 interceptions, which I yeah uh, Eli Manning like he has 27 comebacks and 37 game-winning drives, and obviously. I I don't know was the games tied in the Super Bowl? I think one was tied and one they were down, weren't they? Can't remember. Uh
1: they were down in the first one. Yeah, and then the other one I think they were just tied, right? Or, yeah, yeah, because I I believe so, but don't quote me yeah. on that.
0: Yeah, so that that two of those game-winning drives were in the Super Bowl. So and, and so that and he got MVPs for both those Super, Super Bowl wins. Um yeah, I mean Eli has had a really. I like only. I like to compare Eli to Terry Bradshaw because he's thrown. He always seemed to throw like a lot of interceptions. Like he, he had a lot of bad interceptions. But it seems like when the chips are down and you need a game-winning drive, and if Tom Brady and Johnny Unitas and Joe Montana aren't available, I've always said this: I'll take Opie any day of the week. And you know what? Opie could have thrown four interceptions up to the fourth quarter, if you're within a touchdown or four points, put him out there, put the ball in his hands, he's going to fare out a way to win it. He he is like one of the more clutch NFL players in NFL history. He really is. But on the Ben Roethlisberger, was probably, I don't know if he's quite as clutch as Eli, but he's pretty close. Um, ben had 418 touchdowns. He actually has better stats than both these guys, believe it or not. Two hundred eleven interceptions, forty-one comebacks, fifty-three game-winning drives. He and he has two Super Bowl wins and one Super Bowl-winning drive. So I think overall Ben has the better stats. I mean, I guess Rivers has three more touchdowns than him, and Ben has two more interceptions. So, but I just think that Super Bowl drive, and he has a lot more comebacks, and I, I don't know. I just think Ben's the better quarterback per se, but Eli is so clutch. I, I don't – like I go back – like I, I I like Ben Roethlisberger. He's a great quarterback, won a s- couple Super Bowls. We wouldn't have won those Super Bowls without him, but, man, I outside of – like I said, outside of Tom Brady or Johnny United or Joe Montana, give me Eli. I'll take Ben too, but, I mean, if I wasn't allowed to pick a hometown guy, I, I'll take Eli. any 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 other – Guys, you'd pick be, besides these three, Tim? Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, e- Eli. It's 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 he's the only guy other than Nick Foles who could ever beat Tom Brady in a game that mattered. I mean, it really, it's really true. Like he, he's the only guy that could beat Tom Brady in a Super Bowl, and he did it twice. Once when Tom Brady was undefeated. Well, Matthew Stafford he beat him in a playoff game. He, he, yeah, I mean, but <laughs> in a Super Bowl, I mean, I, yeah. okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean what Brady played in you know 14 Super Bowl so <laughs> uh, it's it's just that's amazing in and of itself like he he Eli should be in the Hall of Fame just for those two games and it's it's so strange because those Giants teams were never great that that Giants team in 2011 they were 7 and 7 at, uh, on Christmas they were 7 and 7 like and they and they beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl 6 weeks later or whatever that's that, you know, those teams were never great. They were never di- they, like, but they won two Super Bowls and they beat Tom Brady both times. So you're right. Eli was clutch. You got to give it to him for that. And and Rivers was very, very good. I just, you know, do you blame him? Do you blame the organization? They could just never put everything together. They had so much talent on that team. It could, like Eli didn't have that. I know he had like, you know, Tiki Barber and some good players, but, you know, and Plexco Burris had some good seasons there. But, he did not – LaDainian Tomlinson was, like, otherworldly. Antonio Gates might be the greatest tight end of that era. Um, th- th- like, they had some real talent on that team, and, and they could Merriman, never win anything. Sean
0: Merriman was
1: really good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, th- they had way more talent than the Giants ever did, and he just could never win. And And were they in the same conference as the Patriots? Yeah. But, I mean, how many times – you know they lost that one game to the patriots when
0: they they had the game won they had an interception and then like the guy just like instead of just sitting down with the ball he's like running around and then troy brown like strips him and like yep. it, it was so annoying that was one of the most frustrating games like and i'm not even a fan of the chargers and i'm definitely not a fan of the patriots but like i can't imagine like being a fan like they should've won that game it was like oh my goodness they just that was almost like something the Cincinnati Bengals would
1: do. And that wasn't their only, I mean everybody remembers that one is the and that was definitely their biggest gaffe, but there were literally like seven other times in that game where they they even all the way up to the last second field goal that they missed that they could have won that game. And that was just how they rolled. And that's kind of honestly like it's funny we we talked about um that forgotten playoff game years ago between the Steelers and Chargers. It's it's funny that their history is you know, they had this era with Dan Feltz and, and Kellen Winslow Sr. and, you know, Chuck Muncie and all these, uh, Sean Jefferson, all these great offensive players, and they couldn't win anything. And then fast forward uh, 25 years and they had the exact same thing. These, this great talent and they couldn't win anything. And and to this day, their only Super Bowl appearance was Stan Humphreys. <laughs> I mean, it's just... It's and just, that team, that team, I, yeah. mean, I guess they had,
0: uh, what's his name, Junior Seau. Yeah, they, I, Natron means wasn't bad. That team was no, they weren't as not as good as yeah.
1: Yeah. Were they a threat in the AFC any other year other than that? I mean, they had that one kind of magical year and that was it. And seeing Humphreys was a journeyman, you know, but, but the chargers teams of the seventies and eighties and the chargers teams of the two thousands, they were contenders every single year, every single year they were going to go to the super bowl and then they just never did it. So. Ah,
0: uh, well, Ben was definitely very clutch, and you could argue who was more clutch, him or Eli. I, I guess you give the edge to Eli just because he has that extra Super Bowl win. It would have been nice if Ben could have pulled out that win against Rodgers, Yeah, but it wasn't to be. I mean, that would have been too soon. Su- that would have probably that would put him in elite company. Like he's already elite, but like imagine like him with three Super Bowl wins and two Super Bowl comebacks. Like you would argue, I always thought if they would have won that Super Bowl, they would have been better than the Patriots. They could have said, okay, we're better than the Patriots. But then the Patriots went on and won like nine more Super Bowls after <laughs> that. So, yeah. But like, I always thought if they could have won that Super Bowl, like it, they could have been the Washington Redskins of that era. Like, nobody ever thinks of the Washington Redskins of like what the late 80s, early 90s right like they won 3 super bowls but everybody's like oh the 49ers who were the better team but you know the redskins won 3 super bowls in the 80s too yeah right right and everybody was i always thought like that's where that team would kind of end up like they were a great team they just weren't quite as great as the patriots but they were great in their own right but be that as it may um was this the greatest draft of all time? Another great like talking point, maybe. I don't know. And also, like under that, was this the greatest quarterback draft of all time? So in 1974, the Steelers, that's probably the greatest draft of all time. I mean, it's hard to argue. A full, four Hall of Famers and Donnie Schell, who didn't get drafted, was signed as a free agent. They all went in the Hall of Fame. Uh, like I said earlier, 1983 is definitely considered the greatest quarterback draft of all time. Eight total quarterbacks taken, and three Hall of Famers, and uh, none of those were named Todd Blackledge. But um, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, it's uh, John Elway, Dan Marino, and Jim Kelly were your three Hall of Famers from that. And so, I mean, overall, I don't know. Ah. Uh, is, is do you think 2004 is better than 1983 and at least because I don't think they're as good as the 1974 draft, but I'm not sure about the 2004 1983. Like there were well, definitely four quarterbacks taken in the 1983 draft, and that guy that played for the Jets that
1: everybody always like Ken O'Brien. Yeah, he had a decent career. Yeah, he did. Yeah, and, and Tony Eason took the Patriots to a Super Bowl. I mean he wasn't you know, he wasn't great, but he wasn't terrible. So it it, it I think that's a good comparison, the uh the eighty three draft because it's very similar where you have you have a lot of quarterbacks, you have the guy that refused to play for the team that drafted him at number one. Like a lot of parallels there. And so yeah, you said they had there was three Hall of Famers. You're probably Probably gonna have three Hall of Famers out of the 2004 draft when it's all said and done. The three guys you're talking about, you know, do those, are those three as good as Elway, Kelly, and Marino? It, like, if you if you stack the three of them up against the three of them, I'd probably say no. Um, but you know, I mean, if you're counting Super Bowl wins, you know, they've <laughs> they've got double the Super Bowl wins of those guys, so you got that at least. Let's see, John Elway. Yeah, Elway's the only guy that has any with two. Yes.
0: It is crazy because all those guys played in the AFC. I mean, Kelly went to four Super Bowls, Marino went to one, Elway went to six or five. 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 Yeah. So, I mean, they made a lot of Super Bowls, but unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> uh the redskins and 49ers were just better teams overall i mean and they lost to who did the dolphins the dolphins lost to the 49ers right and so
1: yeah, yeah L- they-
0: LA lost to the redskins
1: yeah and and kelly lost to the cowboys and the, the and the redskins and the in the giants like so they were definitely up against the best teams of the, of that era but still i mean Hey, the, the Eli and Ben were up against, you know, the Patriots and, and, uh, and Kurt Warner and, you know, Aaron Rodgers And, you know, so there was, it wasn't like there wasn't competition for those guys either. So yeah, maybe, maybe Kelly Marino and Elway are better quarterbacks, but I mean, going back to your argument about clutch, I I'd rather have Eli Manning or Ben Roethlisberger than Dan Marino or Jim Kelly. Well, that's a good point. Um, whatever happened to all these quarterbacks,
0: like we said, Philip Rivers never wins the Super Bowl, but he's a generally nice guy. And I think he ends up in the Hall of Fame. I don't see how you keep him out of the Hall of Fame. If you're, you know, is Jim Plunkett. Jim Plunkett's not in the Hall of Fame, right? But there's other there's other quarterbacks
1: that aren't don't have the resume that he does that are in there, I'm sure. I I believe uh Jim Plunkett is the only I think the trivia question there is he's the only quarterback to win multiple Super Bowls. And not and not be in the hall of fame. Yeah. yeah, who's eligible? Obviously, Ben and Eli aren't eligible yet. Eli, when oh,
0: Eli hasn't been out of the league five years yet. Oh wow! So Eli's won two Super Bowls in New York, and number one because it's in New York, and number two he's been very clutch. And like I said, and I, I don't think he threw a lot of interceptions, but not enough to where it's like Terry Bradshaw. Like I always kind of thought Eli. Like I said that earlier, Eli and Terry are very similar players, and it's just it, – he's going to get in the Hall of Fame. He's a lock. And I, I think if Ben doesn't get in on his first try in the Hall of Fame, there's something wrong with the Hall of Fame because, you know, I could see Philip Rivers maybe have to wait a year or two just because these other two guys are going to go first and depending on who else they're up against. But I think Phillip Rivers will
1: get in. It might just take him an extra couple years. Ben, so. Ben. Ben was definitely helped by Tom Brady coming back <laughs> because, uh, yeah, yeah, because they were going to be yeah. Well, that helps Phil Rivers actually because they're going to put Ben in. I,
0: mean, I, I can't imagine Ben isn't going to go in the first year he's eligible and Eli too. So they might. I mean, I don't know when Eli's eligible, but I mean Ben and yeah, that would have been Ben and Brady, and they're not going to put in Rivers at the same time. So when did Rivers retire a year before though? Right? Correct. So maybe they maybe he still gets in. Maybe they put Rivers. Well, they normally don't put you in early. They normally wait. It just it really depends on who you're up against. It really does. Right, right. But, but I but I, again, when it's all said and done, I think all three of them will be there. I would I would be shocked if they weren't. I mean, I'd be shocked if Philip Rivers doesn't get in. I mean, I guess you can hold the no Super Bowls against them, but. Like I said, I don't think he was ever like – and, two, he's not like a guy that was mean to the media or – you know what I mean? And yeah. I, I think Ben, if he would have done the Barry Bonds thing through his whole career, like just been a total jerk to everybody all the time. Like maybe Ben doesn't get in on his first or second try just because the media wouldn't like liked him. But I think Ben's rehabbed his image enough to where he'll he'll make it in. He'll make it in.
1: Agreed. Agreed.
0: And it is weird, like how Ben and both Ben and uh, Rivers, like at the end of their careers, couldn't throw a ball more than 10 yards. <laughs> they both, like, they both, like, their arms just, like, you know, Ben's arm really went, like, after that Dallas game, not this year, but last year. I thought after that, he couldn't really throw the deep ball anymore. So,
1: a, a little, a little fantasy football tip for folks that play fantasy football that I've really picked up on in the last few years. If you get a lot of points, if you have a running back that catches passes, try to find a running back that has an old quarterback because old quarterbacks yeah. love to just dump off to the running back and check down to the running back. And and so Najee Harris had a lot of those kinds of catches last year because Ben just dumped off to him all the time. And whoever the Colts guy was the year before, Marlon Mack or whoever, had the same thing because uh, Rivers was doing the same thing.
0: That fourth—that was the infamous fourth down play where, like, oh yeah, it's fourth and goal, and he just dumps it off the, like, like what's the point? Like, that's how you kind of knew Ben was at the end there because you know he just would all the days you just would have ran around and probably thrown an interception or a touchdown. and He wouldn't have cared either.
1: He, he was definitely he was definitely done. But like, man, to your point about clutch, he still made what like six fourth quarter comebacks yeah. in his last year. Yeah, and he couldn't.
0: He couldn't. He was a statue. He was a statue in
1: the yeah, yeah. One of the one of the podcasts I listened to uh, at one point joked during the season they were just going to get him a chair, <laughs> like they're <would> just up him all. He'd be sitting in a chair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but but yeah, he's going to laugh all the way to the bank
0: and to the uh, to to the Hall of Fame. And good for Ben. He deserved it. He earned it. And uh, hopefully, yeah, Eli and Philip they'll see him there too in Canton. So. Um, If you have any uh, disagreements with our uh, assessments of these guys, uh, that's too bad because we're right and you're wrong. (laughs) I'm just kidding, of course. Uh, You can check us out on Twitter. Uh, Feel free to uh, message us uh, on our uh, website. And, um, yeah, thank you for listening to our podcast. Uh, Keep up listening and word of mouth and uh, giving us ratings on whatever service you listen to is great. And uh, spread the word and uh, hopefully uh, find more fans and people enjoy this content. Thank you so much for tuning in.